Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caringba. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Just want to put your imagination hats on for a minute. Anyone here imagine, like to imagine, dream? All right. So you need to close your eyes as I tell you a little story. I want you to imagine that you've just woken up. It could be a reality for some of you. You're lying in bed. It's earlier than you would normally wake up and the sun isn't fully up yet and the room is dark. And outside you can hear the birds chirping away. It should just be an ordinary day. But something about today makes you feel a little bit different. Like there's something in the air. You snuggle into your warm bed starting to move your muscles as they slowly are waking up from sleep, getting ready for the day ahead. Stretch out your arms, awaken the muscles along your spine, and prepare yourself to get out of bed. Swinging your feet over the side of the bed, you stand up and feel the full weight of your body and decide to go and have a shower. Without taking too much notice of your surroundings, you're still not fully awake. You make your way to the bathroom and into the shower. You wake up from your daze, turn off the water and step out. The room is completely full of steam. The mirror has fogged up. You can barely see anything. So you use your towel to rub the mirror so you can see yourself properly. As you glance in the mirror, you're a little confused by what you see staring back at you. It's like this is the first time you have actually seen yourself. Not your physical appearance, but actually really seeing you. The real you. The inner you who you truly are, not your faults, not your mistakes, not your failings, not your imperfections, just you, beautifully and wonderfully you. No comparisons, no judgments, no shame, just who you truly are. In all his glory, staring back at you with a big smile, you feel free, you feel alive, you feel loved, you feel accepted and embraced, you feel the power of your unique, precious and God-created 
identity. Let me pray. God, my prayer this morning is that all of us would have a moment A moment where we see who we are as you see who we are. A moment that might change us internally and transform our futures for the better because of an awareness and an acceptance and an embracing of who you have called and created us to be. Amen. There was a recent youth survey uh, surveying 25,000 young people in Australia, asking them a whole bunch of questions. It was done uh, by Mission Australia. And... Interestingly, as I was reading through the results, the, the top three uh, personal concerns of young people in Australia are one, coping with stress. Not, I don't think that's just young people, by the way. <laughs> Two, mental health. And three, body image. The number one issue that young people are passionate about is equity and discrimination. To me, those statistics relate back to one really important thing, our identity. I was in a workshop recently with a bunch of young people. I do some work with an organisation called the Reach Foundation who work with young people uh, across Victoria and New South Wales. And we're in a workshop and... At the start of the workshop, after we'd done sort of the mingling, uh, the guys who were running the workshop, they wrote these words up on a whiteboard, who am I? And they gave the young people a few minutes to think about that question, write some ideas, who am I down on a piece of paper, and then get them to share uh, with the rest of the group. All of them said that it was the most difficult thing that they've ever had to do because they didn't know the answer. And it seems like the conversations I have with young people, and not just young people, that question around who am I is something that we walk with and wrestle with all of our lives. I still ask that question. (laughs) But I believe that having a clear having an understanding, having an awareness and acceptance around that question, who am I, I believe is critical to creating, I believe, the future, the lives, the outcomes, the results that we want to see and live out in our lives. We're plowing into a series called Moments, looking at some significant moments throughout the Gospel of John because we've been encouraged to read John. I don't know how that's going for you, but it's been a great journey so far. What is a moment? (laughs) 
You might have already had a moment this morning. You've probably had plenty of moments. Moments of time and moments of force. Moments in time in which things changed. And looking at moments where the force of God's love through the life of Jesus changed things and people forever. The big idea, I guess, around John's gospel is it's not a gospel of information, but a gospel of transformation, a gospel of believing and living life. And the text today, the moment that we are going to look at is the moment of Jesus' baptism. And I'm going to read to you from John's Gospel. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me that the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. In the narrative in Matthew, when Jesus is baptized, we hear these words. When the Spirit comes and remains on Jesus after he is baptized, we hear these words from God in heaven. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. And with him, I am well pleased. This moment of Jesus' baptism, I want to unpack this in relation to the challenge around our identity this morning. God declares or affirms who Jesus is. He doesn't use his name in that moment. He doesn't describe his occupation He doesn't even say what he does. He just affirms who he is. God spoke out, if you like, what was already true about Jesus. Jesus didn't become something in that moment. God declared over Jesus who he already was. And I believe it's the same for us. You know, when God looks at you and speaks about you and speaks over you, he declares who you already are in relationship within, in and through who Jesus and God is. He doesn't make you something or change your identity. He shapes your life through who you are. So this word, this spoken word, I believe was for the benefit of others, not necessarily for the benefit of Jesus. 
although Jesus embraces who he is and lives that out. And I believe that that's the challenge for all of us. In a world that seems to be confused and unaware or unable to embrace who we truly are, that we would become aware of who we are, that we would embrace who we are, and that we would live our life out of who we are. I believe that the three most significant questions that people ask today is, who am I? Why am I here? And where do I fit? Who am I? Identity. Why am I here? Purpose. And where do I fit? Where's my tribe, my belonging, my sense of people? And I believe that what you are created to do or why you are here or where you fit flow out of the answer to the first question. Who am I? And if I asked you that same question that we asked young people, and there's young people here too, if I asked you to get a piece of paper and to write down the answer to that question, who are you? What would you say? What would you write? What words would you use? What stories would you tell? What moments would you declare? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I believe that when we embrace and accept who we are, not what we do. Yes, I am a dad. Yes, I am this, I do that. But what I do doesn't necessarily define who I am. Because I'm still who I am if I don't do the things I do, right? There's three quick things that I believe are really helpful in this journey of embracing our identity, embracing who we are, seeking and wrestling with this idea to that question, who are you? Who am I? Because I believe that when we embrace our identity, when we come to that place of accepting who we are, when we look in the mirror and what we see is a true reflection of who we are with no judgment, no condemnation, no shame. 
and embrace the very core that we are created, all of us, in the image of God. That we are all beautifully and wonderfully made. That we are all unique and precious with a call on our lives to fulfill a grand adventure that God invites us into with relationship with Him. One of the things that I believe happens in that moment is it stops you comparing yourself to other people. I think it's Mark Twain that says comparison is the greatest thief of joy. And we live in a world, particularly the social media world, where we constantly are comparing our lives, our stories, our pictures, our posts to others. But when I believe we can learn to embrace and accept and own and live out of our identity, it stops us comparing ourselves to others. And therefore, the joy will not be stolen from who you truly are. Let's be really honest. Put your hand up if you ever compare yourself to someone else. Wouldn't it be great to be free of that? <laughs> to be free of that need to compare yourself with someone else, to look at yourself through the lens of another person and be comfortable and aware and confident in who you are? The second thing I believe that it does is that it inspires purpose. I personally believe that why I'm here flows out of who I am. That's a personal conviction, not necessarily a theological one. I believe a lot of people try to discover and live out and know who they are through what they do. Whereas I believe it actually works the other way around. I believe if we accept and embrace and walk and live out of who we truly are, that helps define and inspire why we're here. Your unique part and contribution on the planet. What I believe you've been uniquely designed to bring our world flows out of who you are. What we do helps shape a lot of stuff, for sure. But time and time again, I've seen people whose identity gets placed in their activity. And when their activity ceases, or they lose that sense of what they're doing, they end up in an identity crisis because their identity was connected to their activity, what they did. Their worth and value were connected to 
activity, to doing, to labels, to job descriptions, to titles. And I believe that God's heart for each of us is that our worth and value is connected to who we are, not what we do. And the third thing I believe that happens when we embrace our identity is it helps us see the world from a different perspective. You know, I believe it helps us see people differently. Because as we begin to let go of the expectations of the world and begin to live out with an acceptance and an understanding and awareness and a desire to embrace who we are, we begin to see the true identity of others. And I believe it's very difficult to see a person's true identity from a distance. God calls us into relationship. Calls us, I believe, to be free. To be who we are. So that we can then allow others to be free, to be who they are. So that we can find our tribe know where we fit. We all want to belong, right? It's a deep desire in the heart and lives of all people is to belong, is to fit, is to know why I'm here. We can't bypass, I believe, the foundation of those is in the awareness, understanding and embracing of who we are. Not what we look like, by the way. You know, I'd love a bit more hair. But who we truly are. And as I said earlier, I believe that this is the journey of a lifetime. But it's where true freedom is. If I want to hit that stride of life, of of living life in all its fullness, it has to start with me going, I love who I am. I embrace who I am created to be with my strengths, my flaws, my imperfections, my past, my present and my future. I embrace who I am and live my life from that place. Maybe that's a moment for you this morning. You know, I think sometimes the church misses the significance of the moment because we're stuck waiting for the momentous. (laughs) We're looking for the woo! When sometimes the magic of the moment 
He's in the ooh. Is in a revelation of going, you know what? I am who I am. This is me. And I'm going to embrace and accept and love who I am and live my life from that place because that's where freedom is. Because that's how God sees you. That's how Jesus embraces you. That's how Jesus invites you into relationship with him. It's not jump through this hoop, tick that box, step over this line, hit that bar. It's come. I see you. I see you. I know who you are. Let's do life together. Let me pray. Jesus, I thank you that you are here, that you are present, and that this is a moment. This is a moment in time. This is also a moment where you are declaring your love for every person in this room, every person watching on the screen. And you are saying, I love you, I see you, I know you, I know who you are, I accept who you are, I love who you are, I call who you are into deeper relationship with me, where you walk in the freedom of loving who God has created you to be. Where your purpose, where your belonging flow out of an acceptance and an awareness and an embrace of who you are. Just who you truly are in all his glory. No judgments, no comparison, no shame. Where you are free and loved and alive, accepted and embraced. That moment Acknowledge and accept and embrace the power of your unique, precious, and God created identity. As the band leads us in this next song, I just want to encourage you just to sit for a bit. supposed to be singing anyway (laughs) and I want you to think about that question this morning who are you what might you write what might you say what might you feel
response to that question. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.